Good afternoon, everyone. It is the very first episode of a brand new podcast from the Whiteland High Entertainment Network. My name is Lucas Corley, and welcome into Chit Chat with Corley. And our very first ever guest here on the podcast is the head coach of Whiteland Basketball, a person I can now call after one season a good friend, Coach Kelly Kirkhoff. Coach K, thanks for being on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to start off, first of all, um, for those that don't know, you are brand new here to Whiteland. Uh, got now over a semester under your belt. First yep. of all, let's talk about the teaching side of things. How are you enjoying the transition in terms of teaching here at Whiteland? I teach um, Algebra 1 here at Whiteland, and I absolutely love um, the students, my colleagues, and just the atmosphere as a whole. So let's let's loosen up here. We're seeming like we're a little bit stiff. Let's get some <laughs> oil in the joints here. So you talk about your uh, your love for algebra because I think a lot of people, when they when they hear about coaching, they think okay, well they're here to coach and they don't really think about the te- the teaching side. So what what necessarily got you into education when you were coming up through uh, through college? Um, when I was in seventh grade, I had this math teacher, and he used to always tell us these like random stories. And um, I just remember this one about walking the hypotenuse with his girlfriend. And for some reason, that's just kind of stuck with me. Um, Math is a subject that always came pretty easily to me um, growing up. And so when I was in college, I knew that I wanted to make a difference um, with the youth. And I thought that I could teach math. And that was my passion. And then uh, coaching on the side would be cool as well. So what do you find harder, teaching math or coaching basketball? I think um, both aspects come with uh, ups and downs. Um, I don't know that I necessarily think either one is harder uh, because of my passion for both and my uh, willingness to hopefully make a positive impact every day in both. So you you went to school at Ron Colley for high school. You then went to Marion University in Indianapolis for college. You're back here on the south side. What is it that you like about this Indianapolis area so much? I love um, that my family lives so close. Um, You know, when I played in high school, uh, academics and athletics were both a big part of my family. And I always uh, really treasured the fact that I had so much support um, that I was related to. And so it's pretty cool to be back in Indianapolis, uh, closer to home. Now, you mentioned family and kind of the Ron Colley side of things. Back where I'm from, there's a small 2A school, Providence High School, that's the Catholic school uh, back in our home area. Ron Colley, obviously the South Side Catholic School. What can you say about that experience that maybe shaped who you were, not only as a player, but as a person, and kind of made you into who you are today? I was able to um, first start with my faith and um, my beliefs uh, that shaped me into the person that I was um, from for as long as I can remember at home with my parents and my brothers growing up. Um, and then I was able to use the, that faith and my beliefs uh, to help me succeed at the high school level at Roncalli. What's the culture like? Because I, I think a lot of people, you know, you look at Whiteland, I think that in my time here, a year and a half, that I've seen really good support, especially between coaches with one another. Uh, the athletes support one each other. But sometimes when we get to those smaller schools, that's amplified even more. What can you say about what that culture was like as an athlete in that in that you know small private school system. I believe um, that everyone wanted want what's best for everyone else. Um, whether that's from basketball to football to math class to science class, I think that all the teachers, all of the coaches, the administration, and all the students um, wanted everyone to succeed um, and support whatever uh, support one another, no matter what that took. Now, 
I uh, was told by the players, Jeff, your dad, uh, they called him Jeffy Pooh. I'm not sure if he would <laughs> he would like that. I know my my students like to call me Lukey Pooky sometimes. I have to put an end to that. I think they told him, I think he told them um, one time to never call him that again, although he said it laughing and with a smile on his face. But yes, some of them, they did call him that a couple of times. So speaking of him and then going back, I want to start first with your grandfather because one of the all-time greats to ever coach at Ron Colley. And, you know, whenever people hear the name Kirkoff, the, the first person they probably think of is your grandfather. So what was his role in kind of your upbringing in terms of the basketball world of things? And then how did your dad kind of play in with that as well? My grandfather um, is one of my favorite people ever that I've ever been around in my whole life. And I looked up to him, uh, honestly, for as long as I can remember. I can uh, remember being as little as second grade going to uh, his basketball games when he coached and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever um, to see him as a head coach. I think um, that many people that knew my grandfather uh, when he was a head coach would call him pretty intense and competitive and into it and what was pretty cool was when I got to high school he ended up being an assistant coach um, and I kind of got to see the grandpa part the softer side yes a little bit of the softer side out of my grandpa um he was more of the assistant coach that when you got taken out of the game he would be the one to put his arm around you and tell you to, to keep your head up um and to get ready to go back into the game so it's kind of cool uh that i was able to see him of course he still intensely coached me as i deserved and i needed but um it's kind of cool to see the softer side of him and then um growing up my dad coached me and my brothers and youth sports always and my grandpa then was his assistant so it was cool um to see him coach with my dad and now uh I am the head coach and my dad is my assistant so it kind of comes full circle um it's pretty cool that kind of goes back into uh the support that I was talking about that my family everyone always so it's pretty cool so you mentioned your grandfather whenever he was the assistant coach was kind of the put your arm around you I've watched quite a few of the girls' games this season. Jeff, to me, does not strike me <laughs> as the put-your-arm-around-you exactly. buddy-buddy <laughs> type coach. So what would you say about, you know, what he brings to your staff and, and what you, you know, I'm guessing that whenever you took the job here, you're like, first guy you're calling is, hey, Dad, are you coming along for the ride? Exactly. Um, my dad, um, his basketball, basketball IQ, I truly believe, is unmatched, and I think that his knowledge and his passion for the game of basketball is truly what makes him the great coach that he is. Now, when you come into any new job, obviously it's tough, especially for this group, as it's kind of been highlighted throughout the course of this season. This was their third, for the senior class, their third coach in three years. What were some of the challenges that you faced in relationship building? You know, the coaching aspect, it's always going to be tough putting in new plays. In terms of relationship building and getting to know the girls in such a short amount of time where you're coming in the summer, but you don't necessarily have that that background uh, you know, that, that previous year that you can to build, build relationships on. How did you go about building relationships in your first year? I knew right off the bat that um, if these girls think that I don't care about them, then we're not going to get anywhere. So my first priority was to build this um, relationships with, with each and every girl individually and the team as a whole. Um, I think that it's really hard to have three coaches in three years because why would I listen to you? You know, that you're the third person here. No one wants to stay. Um, sometimes could be the mindset with the, these athletes. And I knew that I had to keep at it every single day um, and get to know them as individual people first before basketball players. 
and obviously that that relationship with with the head coach is always some that you know I think that every athlete would agree that there's always going to be some coaches that you get along with some that you butt heads with but always that there's always that special relationship there and you had a special head coach when you were in college she's now the head coach at Purdue University Katie Geralds talk about what it was like to play for her at Marion and, and that experience of four years including uh, was it two national championships two national championships the four years that we went to the national tournament um, Katie Geralds is one of the most um, competitive, intense coaches uh, that is a phenomenal coach all around. And the thing about Coach Geralds was I knew that she cared about me as a person first. I knew that she wanted me to succeed both on the basketball court but in life in general. And so I kind of taken, I've taken that uh, mindset to my teams. Um, and my individual players that I, I need them to know that I want them to succeed and that we are on the same team. And if we're going to get anywhere, it's going to be together. When you were at Marion, what was what was it about Coach Gerald's when you were being recruited that made you decide Marion is where I want to be? When Katie Gerald's got the job, um, she claims that I was the first person that she called. Uh, to she, do you think she tells that to all, all I th- I all think the girls? she does. I, I <laughs> Well, not all the girls, um, but... <laughs> maybe Ron Colley families and, and people that know her personally. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. I think that's special. Um, you know, when she was in high school, there was some talk of her potentially going to Ron Colley and my grandpa coached against her um, when they won state at Beach Grove and she was the stud that she is. Um, yeah. And you were, you were there at, if I'm not mistaken, we played at Beach Grove the night that they recognized her. So what was that night like and what kind of emotions were brought up when you got to to see your former coach recognized and now also seeing kind of, you know, you're both taking these steps in your coaching careers. Obviously, she's coaching at Purdue. You're coaching at Whiteland. So a little bit different, but you're a little bit younger as well. But seeing her and the success that she's had now coaching the Big Ten. I was honored um, to just be at that game that night, uh, let alone coach at Beach Grove. I, I think that I knew that she was a stud and I knew that she had all these accolades, but being in person that night when they talked about how great she was and all of her stats, it kind of um, was an eye-opening experience to me. Like, you know what, maybe the stories that she told us were, were all true and, and she is this great player. Of course, I already knew that, um, but cool to hear other people talk about it too. And, and, a, and a really cool night for her. A lot of her family was there um, and, and I was able to sit down on the bench before the JV game that night and and talk with my coach and we talked about uh things that she was going through as coaching and and things that I was going through coaching too and um I can always count on her uh, you know for advice sometimes I call her up and and we talk through some things and sometimes she's just another shoulder to to cry on or or lean on and um I I know that she's always going to support me now going into your time at Marion not to put you on the spot here but I believe uh, Jeff told me that it was the first championship was kind of the surprise championship the one that was the improbable run take me through what was going through maybe your mind and kind of the the locker room atmosphere of the team as you start to make this run you start to realize hey we can maybe win it all or was there a point where you're like hey we're just one game at a time we're probably not going to win it all until it was over and you're hoisting the trophy well at the very beginning of the tournament we're like, well, we made it to the national tournament. This is awesome. And then we started winning, and, and we start. you look around the locker room, and you think, well, heck, we've made it this far. Like, why not win it all? And so it was kind of like that, that refuse-to-lose mindset um, that we gained pretty quickly. Uh, we played five games in six days, which was insane. Um, we were all exhausted, but, but we knew uh, that if we stuck together as a team and, and played with that competitive mindset, that we could win the thing. 
I think that every athlete, and maybe it's maybe it's not true. I think it's true that every athlete, at some part of their mind, maybe in the back of their mind, has a a dose of realism where they're thinking, "Hey, you know," in the front of mind, you're like, "Yeah, we can win this game," but in the back in the back of your mind, you're like, eh, "We we might not." Was there ever a team that you all came up against in that tournament that you're going into? You're like, "Yeah, this is this might this is probably gonna be my last game," and then you you again end up winning it. Well, honestly. Um no, I I, I want to say yes, uh, but I think that that we all there was this moment in the locker room after the first game we won in the national tournament, and and we're like, guys, like we can do this. It doesn't matter who we play, as long as we all show up together. I, I think we can win. And so going from Marion, you then took your first coaching job was where at um, Speedway. I was the JV coach when I was student teaching. And then from there went to. And then I went to Greencastle High School where I was the varsity coach for two years. And then here to Whiteland. So talk, take me through the process and as much as you can say, I'm sure that there's some stuff that maybe you wouldn't want to say on the podcast, but what first of all was the thing when the job opened up, what was the attractiveness of coming to Whiteland? The attractiveness um, was it was close to home, um, you know, close to Indianapolis. I was pretty familiar with the area and I, and I, the more I looked at the Whiteland website and I got to know um, David Edens and the administrators here, I pictured this place as somewhere that I can call home. Yeah, it's 4A school too, so a little bit of a step up there. What are some of the challenges that you think coaching in these higher levels of basketball present? And, and even too, we're coaching in this general area where you've got a Center Grove, where you've got a Franklin, who are you know two very very big powers. What are some of the challenges that presents in terms of maybe some of the goals of, you know, Every coach, I think, at some point wants to say, hey, we can win county. You know, conference has to be a goal that's on, on the on the books. Getting further in the sectional. What are some of the things that you've looked around the first year and say, okay, these are maybe some obstacles that we will have to, you know, really tackle in, in my future here? I think, um, you know, building that mindset um, and that winning mindset to um, install in the players that to believe that you can win basketball games and uh, we can beat Center Grove and we can beat Franklin – continuously showing up every day in practice uh, to build that mindset to win. Now, at, at the level back when I was at Floyd Central, we had, I think it was 1990, Pat Graham, might be a name that rings a bell, was our, our only Indiana Mr. Basketball that we had. And funny enough, the only reason he won, um, no offense to Pat Graham, was because Calbert Cheney was injured his senior year of high school. We go 30 years without winning a sectional. We win the sectional, of course, the year that the pandemic hits, and we don't even get to play the regional. But the big change was when I was there, we were always a losing program because just it seemed like the youth program wasn't connected. And our new coach there at Floyd Central now, uh, Todd Sturgeon, has done a great job of kind of just completely revamping the youth program and how the middle school and all that works. So what is your vision for getting young women involved at that younger level, getting them to fall in love with the sport, to put in the work in those early years, and just kind of instituting your system throughout those different levels so that when they get here to Whiteland, one, they love the game, they've got that competitive mindset that you've mentioned, and just and kind of building that culture. Luckily, uh, Whiteland has a, a youth program. When I came here, um, that was a big thing that we talked about in my interviews, that it has to be something worth the youth's time to show up to, to improve their skills, like you talk about, to build that passion for the game of basketball, to want to play basketball every year and to succeed at basketball and put the time in uh, to be the basketball player that they can be. So getting away from basketball here, because that's not all that you do in your life, at least I'm hoping not, <laughs> what are some other things that people should know about Coach Kirkhoff? What, you know, you mentioned family, so tell us a little bit about your family. Who's, who all is uh, involved in the family? 
So um, my mom and my dad are my two biggest supporters. Uh, and they're awesome. They'll support me in anything and everything in my life. And then I also have two brothers, one older and one younger. Um, my older brother lives in North Carolina. And my younger brother, uh, he is a senior at IU. And he comes to a lot of the games as he's um, somewhat local. And he, both of my brothers, I know that I can call and, and send him a clip of the, of the game or talk about a scenario. And we can talk through um, what I should have done differently or what went well or what went, didn't go well. Um, and I, was, I can always count on them uh, for basketball plays or life advice in general. Uh, and then I have a boyfriend. His name is Eric. And his two sons, Kason and Cash, who I, who I have just... Um, had so much fun getting to know uh, and being in their lives and my family my extended family my aunts and my uncles and my cousins uh, they come to a lot of games and and they're just huge supporters all around so let's start with Eric because he actually had the pleasure of joining us on the Hoosier gym trip and uh, it's so funny to me to watch Jeff interact with Eric because he'll be like wait who are you again and just always give him a hard time um, but he is he's currently still up in Greencastle, correct? Yes. But he is he's also been a, a big travel guy as well because I've seen him at most of the games that we've been at. So yep. nice to have that support, I'm sure. Yeah, he's put in a lot of miles um, coming in coming to our games and and bringing Case and Cash to those games too. They have more fun running up and down the bleachers than they do watching the games just yet. But yeah, Eric is is a huge supporter of mine. Well, if you tell him, maybe we can keep his receipts and turn those into Edens and get him some uh, gas reimbursement <laughs> on that. I'll have to talk to him about that. And then you said your older brother, if I'm not mistaken, he just had a, a baby, which makes you an aunt now. So tell I, me how that has been. I am an aunt um, for the first time. Uh, when they had Caden, uh, she I was at the beginning of December. Uh, it was right after our Plainfield game, we actually took a road trip, my mom, my dad, my brother, and I, um, and drove there to see the newborn, and um, it's so cool. I've never been around a newborn baby before in my life. Uh, I've kind of changed some diapers now, um, but it, it's pretty cool to see my, my brother as a dad and uh, my sister-in-law as a mom, and, and I feel like they're excited and, and learning new things every day, and, I, and I'm just excited to be along for the ride. And then for your younger brother, he's at IU, as you mentioned. You make any road trips down there to see him and, uh, and you know, taking the college scene just a little bit, you know, more often? I have a little bit. Um, I've gone to see him and his roommates, and we've gone out to eat um, and like to talk IU basketball or, or their majors and whatever. Um, it kind of, they keep me young, so I, I like going to Bloomington. Now you mentioned talking basketball. The one thing to me is, do coaches, do you ever get tired of talking? Is there ever a point where you're like, I just I don't want to talk basketball anymore. Uh, honestly, no. I I truly ball is life, um, in my opinion, <laughs> and uh, I I will never get tired of talking basketball with with anyone and everyone that wants to talk or, or wants to listen. I love it. So that, that would have to bring up another name then, uh, Coach Nate Kangany, our boys coach. How often do you, or would you say that you're in contact with him and just kind of you know maybe not necessarily bouncing ideas off each other, but just kind of talking as coaches and and going back and forth and you know uh, just kind of sharing that love of the game. Coach Kangany has uh, been a huge supporter of mine and, and Whiteland Girls Basketball, and I, I really enjoy kind of getting a different perspective of someone. Uh, this is his third year here, right? So someone that's been here um, for three years and kind of knows a little bit but is, is still learning more every day. So I feel that I'm new, and he's kind of new but not really, and just talking basketball, different things, different um, yeah, things that happen on the court 
And then you mentioned earlier David Edens, who was the one that hired you, the athletic director. Um, I'm a little bit biased because he's probably my best friend here at Whiteland. But what were your uh, initial impressions? You mentioned kind of the support uh, that, you know, maybe his vision that he has for Whiteland that was something that you kind of keyed in on. But what's it been like to work with him? It has been awesome. Um, Mr. Edens has been a huge support. Uh, I can always count on him to stop in his office during my prep or ask him a quick question here or there. He's always so excited um, to talk about all things Whiteland, and I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, I would say that's one thing that when I first got here, it's you know not every athletic director uh, necessarily went to school at, at the place that they're serving, but he was a Whiteland guy. And it's not just for him. You know, you go some places and it's what's the football team doing? What's the boys' basketball team doing? For him it is he cares just as much about football as he does soccer, as he does golf, and he wants every program to be competitive. And speaking of, um, looking at this first season, what would you say if you were giving yourself an overall grade on season number one here at Whiteland, what would you grade yourself? What are some places that you thought maybe fell a bit short, but some places that you thought, hey, I did really well, and some places that you think in years to come are going to be uh, shining spots for the program? An overall grade for myself. Not, not well, put yourself on the spot here. So. I know. I would like to give myself an A, although um, I, I don't think that I should do that. I, I'd say maybe a B. Um, definitely room for improvement. Uh, I think that I uh, have kind of made this mindset uh, and a determination to attack the day, to attack um, my teaching uh, job and my coaching job with the same energy, uh, with the same mindset that, that I want to succeed myself. And I am also determined to uh, carry those, those around me along for the ride uh, in hopes of success. So if Mr. Edens is listening to this, there's no, I don't know if you've done the season ending interview yet, yet. the X interview. <laughs> so that should count there. So a B. Um, one thing that I thought, uh, at least from what I saw as a, a third person, and it's funny, I think that you could maybe agree with this. You kind of, after you get here, you really start to buy in. So last year when I came in to Whiteland, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll be there for the football and the basketball. But then you start to get to know the players. You get to know the coaching staff, so you really buy in. I think that one thing I would like to say is that everybody I've talked to can see the culture is changing. Sometimes it can be so hard to tell when you're so close to the situation. You think, am I really making a difference? And I think if you talk to anybody that's been around the program the last few years, they've seen kind of the shift starting to happen. And it's not something that happens overnight. So what what is the plan then as you go into the off season, as you go into your first summer, full summer here at Whiteland, what are some of the plans in terms of taking that next step forward? You know, the season ended and and there's no time to dwell on the past. Um, I, I talked to the girls about this a little bit when I first got the job. I, I don't want to talk about the past here anymore at Whiteland. I want to talk about the future. And I want to talk about how we can make the future better. So I'm really excited for this offseason, you know, to have a spring and a summer now that I've been at Whiteland here. Um, and I got the job before June when I did last year. Um, so on the courts twice a week uh, in the spring starting April 4th. And then uh, in the summer, we'll play some games. Uh, I hope to go to an overnight camp somewhere. Uh, a lot of the girls talk about they went to the Purdue camp uh, a couple years ago, and that's their their and you, favorite and you have memory. A connection there, yeah, you know? I do have a connection, so maybe we could get a discount or something. <laughs> I'll have to talk about talk about that with Coach Gerald's. Um, but I'm really excited to uh, improve in the off season. I truly believe that players are made um, in the off season. So, last question here, and this one does revolve around Coach Gerald's. This is why I had you bring your phone. If you were to call her right now, what are the odds that she would pick up? Um, well, it is 3.30. 
Um, I would say the odds are maybe high. She might be at practice or something. Uh, you know, she maybe has better things going on than to answer my call right now. But I would say they're probably pretty high. Let's give her a call. Okay. Let's give it. Let's give it a shot here. So hold your. You're gonna ring her up here, and we're gonna hold the the phone up there. Okay. And if she does answer, just tell her. You know, we're big fans here at Whiteland of the the player that she helped bring up, and uh, we'll just give her hello. Let's see if we can get her on the line here. Okay. I'll call her. Because if this happens, this might our podcast might just take off here. We'll have to see first episode. <laughs> All right. I'll put her on speaker. Two rings. Maybe she. Hey, big girl. Hey, coach. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm currently doing a uh, podcast at Whiteland, and I was asked what the odds you were, what the odds were, if you were to answer my call. And so you're on speaker, and I just oh. wanted to let you know that Whiteland, uh, we are huge fans of you and uh, what you're doing at Purdue, and uh, I just wanted to say hey. I appreciate that, big girl. Miss, miss coaching you 12. I miss be, being coached by you. Hey, you keep doing your thing, girl. All right, coach. You too. All right. See All right, ya. Bye. Bye-bye. There you have it. Hey, there's always time for the former player. There's always time. <laughs> so there you go. Well, that is Coach Kelly Kirkoff here on the very first episode of Chit Chat with Corley. Coach, thank you so much for being with us. It was uh, an honor to have you as our first guest, and I cannot wait to see what year two has in store uh, I did tell you, too, the other day, I was like, hey, I don't know what I'm going to do not being able to go into practice and talk to you and Jeff every day, but you're still around, so we'll have to catch up more often. Yep, thanks for having me.